I don't know which party my wife belongs to, but uh, she belongs to my kitchen and my living room and the other room. It's my jam, it's my jam. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Yeah, Hey guys, welcome to the other room. We've officially killed the whoop, so. Oh. I was <laughs> it's just getting ready. No. Just getting ready. For Kess's sake. For Kess's <laughs> sake. Yeah. You're alone on that one, Kess. <laughs> My name is Sal. I'm here with V. Hi, guys. And Kess. Hey. Who's been absent for a bit? Yeah. Welcome back, Kess. Thank you. How it's are good to you? Be back. I'm good. I'm are good. you knocked up yet? No, not yet. Wow. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> TMI. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> but roommates, welcome to episode 21 of The Other Room. It's really oh, wow. good to have you back after our short break. We hope you missed us. If you didn't, we're going to make this episode. Make sure you miss us some more. So anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to set the ball rolling with what's popping, what's been popping in the news um, over the last week and some just because we were away for the week before and i'll set that I'll, I'll set that off with a story that i thought was rather interesting a romanian artist created a painting of a baby using guess what her menstrual blood <laughs> so this artist her name is Timea Pal, she's 28 years old, and she's a graphic designer and musician from Romania, created this painting over the course of nine months, and she named it The Diary of My Period. And basically what she did was she painted one square of an image of a fetus every month for nine months using her period blood. So this art is divided into what three squares of um, three squares. Three by three. three. Yeah, three mm. by three. And each month, she'd use her period blood to complete one, one square. square. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, people just had so many views. People are quite divided up, uh, over this. And I want to know what you think about it. Um, before I take your thoughts on this, she gave a bit of a description to this project. On Facebook, she said, this was this was the caption to the picture of her artwork. And she said, one drop of experiment, and I realized the beauty of the pain, the value of the period, fertilizing my whole being. The periodic elimination of my ovum with my menstrual flow inspired me to give birth to something which has a biological end and to start and to create the start of the end. And so for her, the focus is not on the blood, but the work has its message because of the menstrual flow. Each month, a woman has the chance to become pregnant. But with the menstrual flow, the ovum is eliminated and the chance to have a baby is not relevant at all. My concept with this elimination of the ovum through the menstrual blood, I gave birth to an artwork during these nine months and actually created a start of the end. So basically she's saying that menstrual flow um, 
represents really an end to a the process of creation of life. Mm. So instead of having a baby, which would be new life, you are actually eliminating the baby by having mm. menstrual mm. flow. And so that's where she was going with this. So it's, it's sort of symbolic, but people just on Twitter, on Twitter and elsewhere on um, Facebook, social media in general, people are torn over this. There are people who think this is to quote them, gross, disgusting, weird, bizarre. And others who think, well, this is true art. This is artistic. What do you think, ladies? <laughs> I think it's both, really. <laughs> There's, I get the art aspect, and then I also find it gross. First of all, period blood stinks. Keeping it for that long is just ugh, nasty. But then she has a um, there's a meaning to it. But if she's um, she's doing this because it's the end of the um cycle where the ovum is um what's it called released mm-hmm. then why did she draw a fetus with it why so that's not? what she's saying so it's the blood the blood is the end but mm-hmm. she's the fetus is actually the what could life. have been the okay. life the okay. child okay. the baby that I was, was thinking more yeah so the baby <laughs> the baby that was aborted okay by the woman not having a yeah. child hmm Mm, Good no for her. It's not a baby until it's fertilized. So can yeah. you really say, like Cyril, bless our Cyril, was <laughs> our producer extraordinaire? Yeah, producer of life. He was saying, can men do the same with their semen? Like, no, because it doesn't. It's not okay. Well, if you use made black paper, and yeah, got some some really really milky semen, you could have like a a white picture on a yeah. black background, mm-hmm. but. I mean, what I really want to know is how was she st- like? How was she storing each completed square? Was it like different squares that she put together, mm, or was it, it one like big it. thing that she had to store every nine months, take out, and then paint with? Unfortunately, she didn't give us that much detail, but mm. it it looked, it looked like, like a complete something. So I'm not sure whether she lined a huge sheet of paper into three squares by three squares mm-hmm. and then decided okay I'll, I'll deal with this square this month and so i kind of saw it like tiles oh okay all right then it's probably tiles like store that so, like kiss like said it smells yeah. it doesn't yeah, it smell does. foul but like it does have a distinct period smell, smell yeah bloody yeah smell. like yeah. iron like it's you know you'll smell it and yeah. it will definitely it's it's biological waste it's gonna it's gonna um start to fester mm-hmm. it's gonna get it's gonna start to, to rot like yeah. I, i'm interested in how she really. stored it how mm-hmm. what what made you even come up what, what made you even think of using your blood in this way that's like someone saying oh i'm going to slash my wrist oh i failed at slashing my wrist but to to, to show that i didn't succeed at suicide i'm going to paint a picture with my my, my wrist blood, blood. like <laughs> of life like <laughs> babe we know like most women bleed we've said this before yeah most women bleed okay it's it's biological it's what we do it's normal so why are you making a big deal out of the fact that you bled for nine months maybe there's a backstory to it for her i hope there is maybe possibly possibly but for the people who think this is gross do you think it's hypocritical on their part to think this is this is disgusting this is bizarre yeah i think gross is is a very a very strong like 
as I said, most women bleed. Like yeah. it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not some kind of, it's not going to touch you and it's going to have some chemical reaction and you're going to turn into a radioactive Spider-Man. <laughs> it's not, it's not dangerous. It's just a little bit of tissue and blood. Mm-hmm. Like gross is a huge word for that. Yeah, yeah. And disrespectful. It is highly disrespectful, yes. But then to use your blood in that way is a bit, <laughs> it's a bit like, <laughs> it's a bit leave it. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies. And, um, so that's from the world moving, focusing on Africa. Um, I saw an interesting article this week about, um, Africa's female vice presidents and currently there are three women Mm. vice presidents on the continent Mm -hmm. um and this article sought to highlight them and celebrate them and so these women are just so our listeners know in case they're not aware um madam samia suluhu from tanzania she's the vice president of tanzania there's madam fatumata jalo tambajang from the gambia and Madam Inongwe Mutukwa Wina from the, um, from Zambia. Um, so these are currently the three female vice presidents, African vice presidents on the continent. Um, we, we know the likes of, um, uh, President Ellen Sirleaf Johnson, who's the president of Liberia. We know yeah. that we've had women in, women being the first citizens of their countries in, um, Malawi, we had former president Joyce Banda. So it's not entirely new terrain. Um, for, to have women at these higher echelons of power. But, um, three out of how many countries are there? 54, 54 African countries. What we think of that? (laughs) What we make of that? That is a very vast divide. Like there's a huge space between like the the ratio of women in in power as first citizens of their of their home states whatever to women not being in power it's it's a, it's a very big number very big number and we're in 2017 um i do i have always seen africa as a bit of a slow um slow-paced environment when it comes to change in these ways and (laughs) this just proves it i mean slowly but surely we'll get there but three to 52 come on now that's a vast vast, the fraction is huge like it's big it really is um so in total there have been about 12 african countries out of the 54 now that have had in history um female vice presidents um other countries apart from the gambia the um the gambia zambia and tanzania as i mentioned have been in the past burundi south africa uganda tunisia malawi and zimbabwe um the very first woman to occupy the vice presidential role was uh, madam isatu Nje saidi in the Gambia back in 1997, she was the vice president to former president Yaya Jameh, our favorite person. <laughs> 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 and uh, she, so she occupied that role as vice president from 1997 up until last year when he got the sack. Um, and then subsequent to the election, 
in which President Adama Barrow came in, he also appointed a lady, and we've mentioned her name already. So I think the Gambia is seems to be committed mm. in some mm. regard. Um, to some regard. So we applaud them for that. There have been countries like we, I, I believe it's Rwanda that's celebrated as having the highest representation of women in parliament globally across the world. Oh, wow. Um, so that's something. Mm. I mean, I've heard people dispute that and say a lot of them, they are pawns and so on. That's a whole thing. But at least in terms of the numbers, there's a bit of representation. So that's important. And that's even better than the Scandinavian countries, mm. which, which apparently are darling, like Norway, fin- Finland, and yes, um, which are huge champions for gender equality and which are often cited, but Rwanda has even better percentages than they do. So I think that's something. Um, but yes, I do agree that we do have a long way to go really, um, across the board. I mean, here in Ghana, we've had a few women try to run. (laughs) We know how that works. There's only one that got on the ballot paper though, right? Um, yeah. In terms of um, she was not on the ballot paper. Oh, she was. She didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) She did not make it, guys. I thought we were one step closer. (laughs) Wait. She did not make it. And I've spoken to guys like in our generation who feel like Ghana's not ready for a female president. Mm. Do you think so? I I really don't. I don't know. Do we, in our actions and our deeds and the way people we speak, do you think we really are? I don't think so. I think we need to be ruled with an iron fist. Even if there was a woman in power, she would need a very strong military backing. And the military is mostly men. So I don't really think. Don't you think Nana Kunedu Ajiman Rawlings had a bit of that? She was a firm, even as a first lady. Even as a first lady, she was like an iron lady to some People feared her. her. People said she was actually the one like behind a lot of former President Rawlings' decisions. Mm -hmm. She was the one to say, I don't like this person, get rid of him as minister or appoint this person like that. People said she called the shots. I don't know about that. Like, I I don't know. see that how that then but to some extent she carried a she carried a lot of power and i I, personally i think maybe what may have worked against her in the last election may have possibly been voter fatigue Mm. you know after a while you get tired of seeing the same people Mm. all over again um especially when you've had like former presidents and former vice you just expect them to be quiet you've retired like go sit on some island somewhere be quiet and then from time to time speak on issues of governance and corruption and stuff and condemn them but we don't want to hear you all the time because you've had your turn that's the Ghanaian attitude it's you've had your turn you did what you could do now what do you want to come back for possibly that mixed with the fact that she's a woman like you're 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 vocal you're everywhere Mm. and you're a woman and you're a woman yeah yeah we had the other lady try um the farmer lady (coughs) You had a farmer lady? Um, Madam Ikea Donko. Ikea Donko, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but... I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about her. I'm sorry. Mm. But then, like V said, slowly but surely, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, we'll get there. Not in our lifetime, but hey. <laughs> maybe when our kids are Be hopeful, age. V. Be hopeful. Because I, I tried to think of who, maybe in the next elections or whoever, which woman would run, apart from Nana Konedu. But I can't think of anyone who is likely to... Run. I mean, and the politicians are going to keep being old as well. I feel like our politicians are going to be past middle age for a long, long time to come. And the generation which sh- their women should be in power now 
if we're looking at it from age terms. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we love you, Auntie Otiko, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, so the women that would be in power now, I feel like they're from that generation of dependency upon men. Like you got married for security kind of women. So like I'm talking like the 50, 50 odd mm. year old women right mm. now. So I don't think they could stand and lead a country. I, I don't like being like pessimistic and, and, and not hopeful about the, the, the Ghanaian women, the generation above mine, but sh- this is how I feel. I think, mm-hmm. I think so. Two things. I think I'm, I'm not sure, so sure I agree about the our politicians who will continue being old. I think the, the foreseeable future. Well, I think the Mahama administration kind of turned that over. They brought in a long, a lot of young people occupying ministerial roles. So we had, um, there's the Okujetua Blackwas and the, yeah. what was the name? Um, Kwating, what's his name? I've forgotten what his name is. Um, and so on and so forth. So these were young politicians. Of course, I mean, they were sort of, um, trained from student politics and kind of headlong went headlong mm-hmm. into hardcore politics. And so these people just by their 30, a lot of them were in their thirties really and maximum like late thirties, early forties. A lot of them were young people in active politics serving in these positions of influence. So I think that's changing. And I sort of see that in the current administration too. A lot of young people have been recruited as deputy ministers. And what's quite likely over the, (laughs) this is me postulating, I shouldn't say quite likely, over the next four years, it may be that even though we have all these old people as ministers and so on and so forth, it's possible that they might be grooming these young people mm. from the deputy ministerial positions to occupy these positions mm-hmm. of power. So it may be that we may start to see 30 and 40 year olds as ministers, maybe not president, but as ministers. But yes, I take your point about the fact that even if that were true, that we did have like 30 and 40 year olds as ministers or as our government leaders, I'm not sure I've seen any of the women amongst that group who strikes me as, oh, this lady can, I lead. Yeah, this, yeah. none of them is really. Mm. I am 50. Yeah, I think this, I've had people to say Hannah Tete, but I don't know. Hannah Tete has had her day. Former, former foreign minister, <coughs> um, under the NDC. Yeah, she's had her day. I, mm, Mm, I think, I think, <laughs> and then after she pulled a few stunts on social media disrespecting yeah. people and people didn't like her. Yeah. I, I don't think she has that mass appeal, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's all, all, all of these dyna- dynamics. Anyway, yeah. anyway. But speaking of Otiko. Yeah. Auntie if she Otiko. can't be president, at least she can do something. <laughs> <laughs> Minister for what? Gender, children, and social, social protection. protection. Mm-hmm. Um, they are planning or they are working towards, um, getting st- street children of, children of the streets. So they're calling it Operation st- Street to Better Life. Street wow. to Better Life. Operation Street to Better Life. Yeah. That's a mouthful, That's isn't a it? That's a big mouthful. <laughs> Operation Street to Better Life. So which is supposed to start from September 2017, which is next month. Next month. Next month. Yeah. Like which is two weeks, weeks away. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's a project to get children of the, Children of school going age of the streets. And we, now we know there are, there are a lot of them oh, on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if they see it as a booming business, but there are so many there of them. So many. So many of them. Conceived on a cold Hamatan night. 
Maybe rainy season. <laughs> 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 waxing for waxing. <laughs> oh man, but no, seriously, there's so many airports. When yes. you're trafficking airports and all these kids. Yes. And you're like, and some, I've, I've, sometimes I'm coming from an event at Alliance late in the night, nine, 10, whatever, on a yeah, school there. school night. And then there are kids running around the place begging for money. And you're like, what are you doing mm-hmm. here yeah, at this time? Mother. Yes. Why don't your parents know where you are? Why aren't like, why isn't any adult keeping tabs on your movements? Why are you here? And it's the same thing. Is they gone shashi? Yo, I think they, yeah, they go to the bougie areas too, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. So what, how is the ministry going to go about this? Um, do they have a plan? Yeah, they just they do. Um, um, do you know about the leap? I don't know. Yes, it's, yes, like it's, it's about, it's about, uh, it's, it's for poverty. It's a poverty. Yeah, I think that's um, what you're trying to Household poverty use, elimination yeah. program, yeah. So that's what they're gonna do. They're yeah, gonna they're empower to poor families those, um, mm-hmm. to take their kids off. Yeah. The street. And provide jobs and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. I guess they're going to use that, um, try to get the parents as well. So not just the kids, mm, but then mm, also mm, help their families mm, as well. Yeah. Mm. But, but like, there are going to be so many people, I feel like, who will be, um, overlooked mm. for the simple reason that there's not like a, a database with everybody. I was just yeah, about to they're, say they're, that. They're, I was just about to say, I was exactly about to say that because I said, this is going to be a mapping exercise. And um, even like allocation of funds, like how do you know you're not somebody's not just claiming yeah. stuff yeah. that they're not eligible for? Yeah, because you hear that even some of these people that beg on the streets are really like rich and they yeah. just kind of yeah, do yeah, this yeah. just for fun or whatever. Kind of greed. greed is that? Uh, yeah. So I hope they'll find a good way to. Oh, yeah. I hope you know what you're doing, Auntie Tiko. I don't want to like have to do an update and it didn't go well. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Just two weeks. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> we'll be keeping the tabs on her. Yeah, yeah definitely. The outcomes and the deliverables from this project because it's good. It's it's in the right direction mm-hmm. and it's it's coming from a good place. But I think Im- implementation is key. Yeah, yes. and that's probably going to decide whether this this succeeds or not. And we know that in Ghana, we just have this chronic challenge with implementation. It just mm doesn't ever seem to go right yeah. but we're hopeful we're hopeful that auntie Ch- tico knows what she's doing yeah 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 yeah. she knows what she's go doing go tico yeah we believe in that you dynamic hairdo come on now. you can't <laughs> just have that hairdo come whip on your now. hair back and forth mm-hmm. do, do it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah also in the news v oh yes also hmm another auntie from far away Aye. our zimbabwean um Leader's wife, mm. Uncle Bob's wife, Uncle Bob's wife, <laughs> Auntie Grace Mugabe. Auntie Grace. Auntie Grace. So she has some legal, legal, legal battles at the moment. I don't know if you guys heard, but um, she apparently, allegedly, assaulted um a young lady in a hotel room in I think it was South Africa. I mm-hmm. hear that story. Yeah. So apparently the story is she was um she walked in on this lady socializing with her son. Or sons, 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 both sons yeah. who are at least 20 going, mm. like these are grown ass men. So they are entertaining this model 
in um hotel apartment hotel, somewhere yeah. or something like that a fancy hotel fancy. it's like yeah. really upscale mm. she walks in um goes ballistic starts to beat up the poor girl i mean let me let, okay no, let me not be biased she goes <laughs> she apparently allegedly goes ballistic and allegedly starts to beat up the allegedly poor girl <laughs> <laughs> the victim of that. <laughs> the alleged victim oh, right. with um apparently she picked up a um extension board oh yeah the plug and started clubbering clubbering the poor girl she had to crawl out of the room um she had a massive gash on her forehead mm, i saw that she's yeah, a model and she's a she's model, a model. She's that's a how model. she makes a move i know mm. my mm. face is her money maker literally because <laughs> Yeah, so she she she's trying to get um charges pressed on Auntie Grace because obviously you can't go around being people's children, right? Like, who are you? That's I get it. That's an abuse it. of power. Mm? That's a very great but why power. why didn't she be her sons? Eh? Oh, no, so them, apparently right? her sons run like one of her sons ran out of the room and then the other one was dragged out and Mrs. Mugabe came with about ten plus bodyguards oh. and they and were they watching. Yeah, they were standing there and watching as she assaulted. Mm, if you are grown girl. enough to hang out with some ladies, stay and In face it, your fight mom. It, fight, fight. <laughs> fight. So um there's this whole thing of she's trying to claim diplomatic immunity from being prosecuted oh, in South Africa. But there's this whole back and forth about whether she flew into the country on a diplomatic passport or oh, not. Yeah. So that's prolonging the issue. Apparently she's not been apprehended yet. She's still in, um, she's still evading the law somehow. Like she was supposed to show up in court and mm, she didn't. And she didn't show up. Mm. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to show up Go in court and then she decided. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's no. already one strike oh. against her. I mean, her husband's been holding on to, you know, his seat for a very, very yeah. long time. Yeah. I mean, like endurance must be. It must be a thing in their family because, like, she's. I, I feel like she's about to stretch herself so far. Mm. Like, they're not going to get her. Mm. You know, interestingly, what happened was um, another thing that happened was when the lady started tweeting about it, the victim, mm. and um, the ruling Zimbabwean party, which is ZANU PF, tweeted a picture of the lady, the victim's face, in one of her. I guess Instagram photos, model photos, or something, and said, "Oh, we have confirmed that this is one." <clears throat> This is one of the people, the ladies who attacked Comrade Grace Mugabe. So <laughs> comrades, stay safe. And then, so then the lady comes back. The victim is mad as hell because she's like, well, even if she wanted to attack her, there are 10 bodyguards or so. Yeah. Two, you wouldn't even dare lay a thing. You know, it, she's you know the first president now. of uh, the first, um, lady first lady of a sovereign country. Yeah. If you touch her and she decides to press charges, you are dead. Yes. So like nobody in your right mind would do such a thing. So the victim also feels like there's some deliberate attempt to, um, I don't know, I guess like cover it under the rug, brush it under the rug Mm -hmm. and also sort of implicate her when she is actually the victim. victim. Yeah. 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 And I feel for her. Yeah. There are a lot of South Africans. (laughs) (laughs) She left her country to go to another country. To go Mother and beat lady. somebody's child. Hey. Boy. I know. <laughs> but a lot I'm of, still that, mad that the kids run away though. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm still mad. Can you imagine? Like, Can you imagine? Grown men. Why are you running away from your mom? From your mom. You can't tell her, oh, if it's you can entertain her, a lady. Like if you've grown past her height, you can hold her hand and be like, Yeah. Mom, just like restrain your mother, like chill her out. But why is she? 
Okay. Why is she running into their hotel room trying to beat up someone? You know, the funny thing was she went to South Africa because she went for a surgery for a foot injury or something. Oh. So she's supposed to be ill. So even on like she's pain on her foot. Wow. Like she still has a vim to be beating people up. People. Wow. Once again. She's supposed You're to be. You're doing the most. You're doing the most. <laughs> wow. Auntie Grace, it's not nice to be violent. No, Come on, everybody knows that. if you want to take over as dictator, I mean president <clears throat> of Zimbabwe, like you need to be. Yeah. That, now you're in the public eye worldwide. Yeah. That you're beating up models in hotel rooms over your sons. I mean, husband will be going, I need a moment now. Hey, so, guys. Where are you He's going? on the way out. Hey. So, you hey, know. Allegedly. You this is where we release a TOR disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Before Auntie Grace comes with 93, 1993. Before Auntie Grace comes with an extension board for each of us. eh? Yay. Listen, I'll fight back. I don't care, Auntie Grace. I will fight you. I will cut a bitch. Okay? Oh, God. Not beat me. My own mother doesn't beat me. It comes to beat me with an extension. Why an extension cord? I think it was probably the first thing she saw. And then it was long enough. Yeah. And then there's, of course, the The cord is, the cord can be easily a cane. And then the board itself, you can use to whack a mold. So she's just like <laughs> whack and whip. Oh, mm. woman. Mm. Nah, this is not right. Plus, no, it's not. One woman inflicting violence on another. Mm. I mean, come, come on. on. Yeah. For two possibly irresponsible men. Like, it wasn't that even worth it. That you've raised. birthed. You, you yes. birthed and raised and should be asking questions. Maybe it's because she, 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 she's disappointed in the way she raised the son. So, like, she's. You know, projecting. But it's not that she caught them doing anything. anything she came into the hotel that. room and then the boys were there with the girls. Lady. Like, they were chilling. Okay, so you can't even say, oh, the, once you haven't seen them do it, do anything, you can't mm. say, oh, you can't imply or impute anything on this lady's character because yeah. you don't know where she knows maybe they went to private school together, but because she's in South Africa, so they were catching up. Like, you don't know anything. You You can't just come and assume. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway. So, let's move on. Roommates, we are pleased to let you know that we're introducing a new segment this week. I think this is where (laughs) a whoop would be befitting. (laughs) (laughs) And V, tell us all about the segment. Okay, so this segment we're calling Twitter Feelings. Okay. So have you ever just read a tweet and been like, yes, yes, you are so right. Oh my God, I identify. Like, I can relate. Like, okay, so if you've ever seen a tweet like that, that's the kind of tweet you want to talk about on twitter feeling so mm. if you see a tweet like that feel free to tag us in it and um get us talking about it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so this week on twitter feelings i came across this tweet um of course earlier in the week and it it was <laughs> this 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 topic is a little bit touchy uh especially when it's brought up in a circle with um where guys are uh, involved they feel slightly um what's the word they feel a bit um slighted when we talk about these things and um it's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's entitlement Mm -hmm. on the part of women um okay so this guy and his twitter handle is lazy writer which is l-a-z-y-w-r-i-t-a okay 
And he says, let's talk about the self-entitlement of some Twitter ladies. Why do they feel like guys can't reject them the same way they reject guys? And um, he also went further to say, so lady sends you a DM, you don't reply or you reply and don't show interest and suddenly something is wrong with you or you are gay. How about I am not just interested? Girls ain't the only ones with taste and all that. Don't go upon the TL to throw subs because you got rejected. I have sent DMs and haven't gotten a reply for years now. And there are DMs I'll never reply to. We'll never have all we want. So don't be sour if you want, if you are not wanted by one person, move on. Somebody else will definitely want you. The end. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> Would you say that we're entitled, we feel entitled as women in general, not us pers- personally? No, I don't think it's entitlement. I don't think it's a place of entitlement. I think it's a place of, um, we act like that because it's, it comes from a place of vulnerability. Really. I think, um, I get his point and I, I mean, I'll give it to him. Yes, I agree. I agree with, I f- it's fair. I think on both sides, there should be some sort of mutual respect or acknowledgement of the fact that somebody came from a certain place of inconveniencing themselves to mm. take a chance to DM you. Mm-hmm. And so how you reply or how you react to that initiative on their part matters so if you decide not to reply at all or you reply i mean you're entitled to also to express that you're not in- interested but I, I guess on both sides everybody has to manage both their their, their expectations, expectations and so on mm-hmm. okay so but yeah his his point is taken it's fair i i'll, I'll, I'll lend him that that being said in defense of women <laughs> yes it's not entitlement i think the fact that w- we are socialized here in Ghana. Let me speak for Ghanaian women because at least that I am. And to some extent, black women, but Ghanaian women specifically. We're socialized to be pursued and not to pursue. Mm-hmm. And so there's always that expectation that somebody, it's always the guy who will be reaching out to to you, who will be expressing interest vocally or verbally or however, or through the DMs to you. Yeah. And so if you decide to go against that so-called rational way of doing things, mm. And make yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there, express interest in a guy, which is against the way you've been raised or socialized or taught to relate Mm -hmm. to guys. You expect to some extent that the guy recognizes that you've done something extraordinary here. And so you expect that he, his reaction acknowledges that is, and appreciates that to some extent. Um, and so he will, he will react favorably to what you've done and possibly just continue the conversation so that it makes it less awkward for you from that initial feeling of awkwardness that you already have. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. On, on the other side, I mean, I understand that guys probably also are entitled to the feeling that same way. But at the same time, this, like I said, it's the way we're socialized. Guys are also socialized to pursue. 
And yeah. so for them, they do it much more often than we do. Mm-hmm. And so they're probably turned down much more frequently yeah, than yeah. we are. That's what we would say. It's a yeah, game. I think, yeah. So it really <laughs> is a numbers game. I think it's just because the way we're socialized has, has implications for the frequency with which we experience some of these things. And so it gets tricky. It gets tricky just so because of that. Sensitized to the rejection. To rejection because it happens often enough that they can quickly get over it. For mm. us, we don't put ourselves out there that frequently, mm. if, if at all. Mm. And so for us, it's, it, it's more of a shock. It's your world yeah. crumbling. You shot, you shot, yeah. You if a guy turns you down. Yeah. You, you were shooting you your shot and then, the rib, yeah, it's like, it's a bit sad. Whoa. That's, it's not just rude. It's heartbreaking. Hmm. It's everything. It's like you went for the slam dunk and you yeah, and you missed. Hi, <laughs> everyone was watching. Okay, well, yeah, everyone was I, watching. You did it in the DMs, but completely yeah. fell on your face. I understand so, yeah. you saying that we are socialized to um for um guys pursuing and girls being pursued, but then I think that's where that entitlement comes in, where the girl feels like, yes, you have to um pursue me you have to come after me so i can choose that um who whose dms to right um, so if i'm doing it then to. you should feel yes. special yes exactly for me coming to so then but put then myself if out there i do um say you 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 send me a dm i reply and then you don't show any interest again it's like so then why did you even bother me bother. in the first place mm. yeah so then it's like maybe he he from whatever you said to him or whatever, he wasn't interested anymore. Right. But then it's like, we feel like, Mm-mm. why should you be the one to feel like you're not interested anymore? Mm. I should, I, I should, should probably, be, yes, yeah. I should be the one because mm. I'm the one who is always getting pursued. I'm the special I'm the, one. Yes. I'm on this pedestal. Exactly. Mm. It's like, we have the feelings mm. and they are just there. Chases. Oh, poor guys. <laughs> so, so it is, that's so it how, is, yes. we do feel entitled then. Yes. That's, that's what I think. Mm. I'd like to think that we have more genuine intentions than that. Don't let me hear you say that. All right. No, there's very few um, ladies as well that would um, take the first step Mm. that we should air shots, as we Mm. call it. (laughs) Because Mm. I don't know, because why should I do that when the guy should do that? So, yeah. And if I do and he he, he rejects me. What am I going to do in my life? But <laughs> they can't handle it. Okay, so I, if, even if we take aside the gender lens, what's with if somebody turns you down in the DMs? Why should you go on your TL engine, oh, out yeah. them, and just rant yeah, about it? Like those it's are just bitter women. <laughs> utterly petty. Yeah. I, yes. So Let's petty. Move on. There's, there's no just, need. Yeah. Absolutely no need. Chai. I would you have I anything else? I wouldn't to even do. put that out there. If someone rejects yeah, right. It, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not putting that out there. Yeah. You're making your enemies happy. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other things you could be doing. You could be catching up on Game of Thrones. Mm. You could be, like, chilling with your friends. Yeah, you could be texting your side bay. Like, like, honestly, you could be finding other bays. Options. I mean... B, C, D, and E. So, A (laughs) A, A didn't bite. There's other options. Come on. Come on, guys. There's more fish in the sea. Honestly. 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 Guys, social media etiquette. Just Some things are not meant for the TLs. Yeah. Mm. I think people do that just to get famous or get people a few retweets or retweets people talking and, yeah, and followers for a while or Anything whatever it is. Yeah. We are better than that. Yeah. Let's do better. Let's be better. <laughs> All right. So I think that's it for episode 21 of The Other Room. Yeah. Yes. I think that was a great episode. But before 
we sign out. We want to let you know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. We're on iTunes now. Mm. Yeah. Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, and TuneIn Radio. Nice. Rate us, review us, drop a line, comments, stuff. Send right. us an email. We want to hear from you. So whatever it is, on all these platforms, you have an opportunity. So roommates, let's hear from you. Kes, let them know where we are on social media. On Twitter at GCLTOR. On Instagram, it's The Gold Coast Report. Same for Facebook, The Gold Coast Report. And you can send us an email at the other room at thegoldcoastreport.com. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we'll catch you. And shout out to AJ. Uh, latest out to AJ. On your honeymoon. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kess was out. She now she's back. She's handed the baton to AJ. Yeah, <laughs> these next. Uh, <laughs> what? 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 Please show your role. Please. Don't forget, roommates. We're on your our latest episodes, fresh off the press, every Tuesday morning at nine a.m. So yes. catch you next week. Bye. Bye.